And we do realize that yesterday the, the slides were a little bit smaller and stuff like that. So we had the office make copies. So if you want a copy of yesterday's slides or if you just want it just to hold on to, um, going through the love language so you can kind of go back and forth and see that. Um, at the end, we'll also have this up. That's our obviously our phone numbers and email if you have any questions. Um, so, you got this part? Oh, sure. Okay, so we gave you homework. <laughs> right? The teacher's in us. Yes, we gave you homework. Um, so, if you were able, we won't like, say, who did their homework? No. Um, if you were able to... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, if you... <laughs> If you had a chance to look over the test, take the test for yourself or for your kids or um, whoever you're um, thinking about this week, um, can maybe we just talk a little bit about, like, was there something that you learned from the test? Maybe you've never taken the test before, so this was like, okay. Anybody want to share something they learned from the test? Maybe something that stuck out? Hopefully someone did the test. Yeah, okay. come across the when dogs speak your love language and they had like all the different like it. Go on yeah you can it was this whole they looked at every love like they language taught the dog to say like i love you you know how when like so it's like i love you and it's like, rah, rah, rah. like <laughs> and then like obviously we like, oh, can't touch. play that it's really funny but go look it up so dogs do other languages too so okay so surprising yes. you know and again for those of us that are thinking about this with our kids i think there are kids. I, you know, I'm, you know, they, they, I made them. They're from me. I should know what they, but sometimes you look at that and it's like, ugh, okay. I, you know, so really, I, I don't have a clue. I have no idea who they are. Okay. Did you want to share something? I don't know. 
And I think some of that true in, in when we look at kids, but also when we look at our spouse and look at other people in friendship is as we talked about so many of the love languages kind of cross over each other, you know, so looking at it going, okay, it's obviously quality time. Like I said, with my daughter, it's obviously this. Well, no, it was, she was choosing, you know, that so she could get, she, without saying she manipulated me, she manipulates me to, to get what she wants to do going, okay, I know if I do this, you know, thing with daddy, I'm going to get time with him. Um, so, so I think some of that. Um, yeah. Okay. So anything we kind of already talked about with this, but anything surprised you, maybe you took it for yourself and you were like, Oh, anybody had something that kind of opened their eyes? I know we already kind of touched on it, but anything else? Is it, uh, even though you have a love language, but you, can you speak when you pour out love to somebody else, it comes out Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we were talking about that a little bit because there is the way that you show love right. and then there's the way you receive love and those can be different. Right. Um, you know, and I think we were talking a little bit about this, you know, you, my son is physical touch and so for <coughs> as a mom, I don't want to completely disregard that because I don't do physical touch, you know, so you, there's a kind of a give and take, right? Like I want to fill his tank, but I also don't want to give up who I am. And I want to be able to speak to him in the way that I, you know, um, and I, we shared yesterday, about, I shared about gifts and every example I gave was going to the store. And I said to John, we were talking about this later. And I said, one of my favorite ways to gift someone is I'm, I'm a, I love baking. Like I love baking. And so for me, if I can have like cookies and my kids come home and I'm like, guys, like that is another, you know, or when I, when I bake and John's like, ah. It's like, okay, I need to take it to all the neighbors. Like, you know, I yeah. love, I love. Because, because I, have, I have this thing in our marriage where she bakes. And she's like, I love you. I bake this for you. And I go, okay, if I eat all of it, then it'll be gone. And she's like, oh, he loves it. And then bakes something else the next day. I'm like, stop loving me this way. So 98% of our intense fellowship, um, So anyways, so I think, I think that, you know, there's a way that we, we give it and then receive it, and it's just finding that balance. And I think that's what's important is knowing the people that are around you, right? And I want to pour into, you know, it's hard. Words of affirmation are hard for me. Um, and so sometimes it's really a struggle, and I'm like, mm, okay. You know, but I want to pour into him. So it's just finding that balance. And sometimes you're, they might not match up how you, how you give and how you receive. I might really like to do this. But getting it back doesn't mean as much to me. So there, there is that. Um, it's not always the exact same give and take. Can I jump in one quick thing? And, and I will say, like, you'll see a difference on how the lo- there is a longer test online mm-hmm. that you can take that does what you enjoy to give rather than mm-hmm. receive. And that's, I mean, I think that one's like five pages long. Yeah. So I didn't really want to be like, hey, here's homework. I mean, enjoy Bayshore Family Camp as you take <laughs> test the entire time. Um, but that one, that one will do a lot more of how you receive. Like, um, like Jackson loves physical touch, but he love he, he. I would probably say his highest to give away yeah. is acts of service. Yeah. He would rather do something for somebody. He would, you know, if 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 the neighbor's picking up sticks, he will sneak over there to help them pick up sticks. You know, where so so that that's kind of trying to figure that out. There are the two different ones. Um, in there and that and that that I do if, if this is as you see kind of as 
your relationships change with your kids or with your spouse or with other people, that then I would really encourage take the longer test because you're going to start seeing like Jamie is gifts and she does love receiving gifts, but she's much higher giving gifts than receiving them. Partly, and as we're going to get into some of that stuff, she feels guilty, um, and that so that brings that score down a little bit. So we had, yeah. chance to bless you and that's that's hard that's really hard because you oh let me help you with this and they're like no this is my this is my thing like i'm this is how i love people yeah yeah so yeah good that's kendall do you have something else Um, well yeah yeah i was going to say along the same lines of communicating it differently i know one of the things that we found is that um we're gonna have the same love language but have like different dialects with that love language and um uh, this might be a little too personal, but it's kind of funny and it's sort of innocent, so don't read too much into it. Um, I have, my love language is physical touch, but the dialect of physical touch that I have is is more of an intimate. Like, yeah. if Jennifer and I are watching a movie, I'm going to snuggle right into her yeah. as we watch the movie because I don't just want to touch one another. I want to be, like, yeah. in, in an intimate kind of touching, you know? And it is innocent, intimate, yeah. right? Yeah. But, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I have a. I have a but we, you air quote it, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it all fine. It's innocent. <laughs> um, I, I have a co-worker who also has a love language of physical touch, but hers is more just like she likes to put her hand on people's shoulders or just a, a quick little hug or whatever. Um, and she noticed that every time she put her hand on my shoulder, I would like cringe and oh. recoil from that. Because she's trying to just be friendly, yeah. and I'm like, I'm married, don't you know yeah. what you're But anyway, at one, she noticed that, so at one point we had this conversation, and it just became this running joke, because we co-teach, so we're with each other for hours yeah. a day, every day, right. and it just became this running joke, like, don't touch Kendall, <laughs> just don't touch Kendall, and, uh, but it's yeah. because... I just have that my dialect is just a different little bit different. Levels. And so she's trying to communicate, you know, friendly mm. affection or whatever, but I'm receiving it as something that's more than that. Yeah. 
And, uh, and it, it just was, even though we both have physical touch as a, as a love language. Yeah, there's so yeah. many layers. Like it's so, could you even imagine, I guess we've never, like doing this in the workplace, like love, like looking at people that you Love language for Like workplace. looking at people that, <laughs> I'm mean, saying like looking at, you know. I feel like HR would have a trouble with most of that. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is, I mean, you're with these people all day, you know, and if I see someone having a hard day, like immediately I'm like, Get them a coffee, get them a, you know, like that's immediate, but that might, you know, so interesting. This, not, that's not your homework, but just think about that. Think about the people that you're spending a lot of time with, so. No, and I, and I, and I do like, and, and Kendall saying it reminds me, in going through this, somebody did say, they used the illustration, which hit home to me because I, I went to Africa and studied abroad for a little over a month, um, and they talked about in Swahili, they're, in Nairobi, there's like 72 different dialects of Swahili all in one country. And, it, and they use that example of if you think you have it figured out, you know, go from one village to another. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, that hello was something different than it is. And, that, and understanding that with your kids, like your kids might have the same, the same um, love language, but need it two very, very different ways. Um, so the big part that I did not touch on and Jamie reminded me. Um, yesterday, we, we have a lot of fun joking around. Just so you know, we do joke around in sarcasm. Um, and I told somebody this yesterday when we were engaged, somebody in our church pulled us aside and said, You guys need to stop that. You're going to be divorced in six months. Your marriage will never last because we joke with each other so much. But I do want to let you know any of the joking we do, we've we usually have a was is it okay if I joke like this? And then there's always like an after um, time. Where we where we go it was like yeah intense fellowship like did I go over with that one um um of of yeah I when when it, as as I started preaching more and more that was like the big advice from all the pastors is don't share a story about your family without running it by Jamie first so the first time I had this really good story pop in my head so from the pulpit you know didn't like, get approval didn't Let's get approval so I asked for approval in front of you know what three hundred people or whatever. She's not going to say no at that point. I knew, but yeah, so, so we, we figured this out. So we have lots of fun, but, um, but she did remind me that I forgot to share um, with part of being available because we were running out of time yesterday. One of the things that hit me, um, when I, I worked for a batting cage, or a, it was hang time hit zone, so there was a basketball thing and there was also a baseball part. So I was giving private baseball lessons years ago, and I started noticing this trend that was happening because I had parents bringing in their kids for private baseball lessons. And they would come in and they would, you know, and some of these parents, you're just right. You're like, you're talking to them like, your kid can't walk and chew gum. And you think he's going to play in the major someday? Like, trying to have this, like, conversation. Like, let, and then as it went on, I started noticing this trend happening of I had more and more families, and especially, say what you will about Midland, you know, with Dow and all of that, that just were coming in and going, and so finally one night, this mom said, I really think we need to do a double, an hour-long lesson. And I'm like, your kid doesn't even want to be here anyway. So like, what? And, and the mom's like, I just have way too many things to do, and I just need him to be gone for an hour so I can get all this done. So I, it kind of like perked up my ears as, you know, a 20-whatever-year-old going, wait, what? And, and so I started like asking like on the side questions and realizing the majority of the kids I was giving lessons to, there was a couple that parents really wanted their kid to be better in baseball. But majority of the lessons were parents that were just going, I just need a break. I need them out of my house. I need, you know, I, this is, I can justify it by saying, you know, 
hey, he's getting baseball lessons. Um, and so that reminded me as I was listening to Caleb about two weeks ago, and they were talking about the fact that uh, it's a growing trend now in the United States that parents are paying, and it was something like $65 an hour, for, not for babysitting, but rather to do father and parent things with their kids. So one of them was you can pay $65 an hour to play catch with their son. So it was $65. And they went, Caleb went through all of this, and I just went. Wasn't one of them, like, to teach them how to not use their phone so much? Yeah, like one, one, it, yeah, was one like, was like, yeah, that's, that's the one they talked about. It was $65 an hour to train to them, how to train not them not be on to be on their phone. Yeah, and it was like, and, and, I, and in my head, I because right, it's radio, I'm imagining the parent going, yeah, work with Billy over here, and they're the parents on their phone. Um, but I think that's the growing trend. So I, I say this to go, we're fighting as parents, as grandparents, as just people that love youth and children, we're fighting in a huge uphill battle. Because I don't want to put this dark picture over everything, but society is going the wrong way with what we're talking about this week. You know, they're saying, be more disconnected. Don't worry about your kids. Or if you can't figure it out, pay somebody else to do it. Um, and I just think, I want to say thank you for going through this. Um, this is a huge thing that's big on Jamie and my heart. But also for you guys as parents, grandparents, and as people that just love kids and youth to, to invest. Because that's what is going to change. And that's what's going to help this, you know. Um, it was a huge decision on our part to be more intentional as parents and to learn love languages. One of the hardest things that uh, we, we ever did was, and it was, and I still, there's days that I go back to it, was we got rid of a vehicle that had a DVD player and screens in it because we went every road trip. All we do is just pop that in and go, okay, we're going down to, you know, Uncle Mike's house, that's going to be three and a half hours. We can watch all of Frozen and, you know, we need a backup for Curious George after Frozen's over. You know, like had all of this and just went, and, and I'll be honest. Like, and we're yeah. not perfect. Again, if we didn't reiterate that enough yesterday, we're not perfect. Far from. We still, you know, that's not, we're not saying our kids don't do screens and we'll talk about I'm this. pretty sure the last road trip we took, I looked at Jamie and grabbed her leg and I said, we need to get a portable DVD player. This is killing me right now. And, but, but, but making those decisions are very, very difficult. And I'm not saying if you have one, I'm not saying you're a horrible parent. Don't read into that. I'm just saying that was for our family. We made the decision that we found we had to do that. We had to find ways to all interact together and talk um, and spend time as a family. So. And, and what? Yeah, are we almost there? Oh, well, then they started getting really interested, like, um, the big thing is how many more exits until we get there. So what did we do? How many more we got cities? Them, no, it's how many more cities. We got them maps. Any idea like, of how many more cities from here to Fort Wayne when we go to my brother's house? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
is there still screaming? And even on our what hour drive here, there was still it was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, like you know. But then we get a chance to talk about what are those things over there. Okay, let's talk about you know, like so good for you guys. And a half for, an hour conversation. Anybody coming from Midland want to try to explain to a six-year-old what exit you get off to come to Bayshore Camp? No, US-10 just, just stops. Like, what do you mean we have to get off at an exit? But no, what it, number it just is stops. it? Like, no, there is no number. But what does the sign say? There's not a sign. Like, it actually says freeway exit. Oh, does it? Okay. Well, where were you? <laughs> Sorry. So, so again, what, the, what we're saying with this is like, um, thank you guys for taking the time to dig deeper because we, as, as parents, if that was our only job, just to parent our children and let them know they're loved. And I mean, that's a huge, like, let's forget full-time jobs. Like this is a full-time job loving people. Um, so good for you guys for digging into it and, and doing the work because it, it definitely makes a difference. You can go first. Okay. So, so as, as we're talking about this, and we've already kind of talked, but want to give you a little bit, like we talked about, Jamie and I, I'm the youngest of five kids um, in love languages. Mine um, were, and I kind of shared this yesterday, very inspired from what I did get and what I didn't get um, as a kid. As a parent, I think the greatest thing that we struggle with is when our kids' love language is different than ours and feeling guilty um, I struggle a lot with, you know, like even yesterday, like I, I, I love speaking more than anything, but my tank is empty after I speak. Um, and so my daughter Isabel, I'm like snuggling with her and she's just like, get off of me, dad. You know, I'm like, okay, where's Jackson? I need Jackson. Like, you know, and, and because she, she's, she doesn't speak that way. So then I start feeling guilty going, okay, how can I invest in you? How can I do this? How can I, um, and, and some of that, you know, it's amazing when you start looking back and you start looking at your love languages. And again, I'm off the charts on physical touch, yes. And I know a lot of you had fun with that yesterday going, hi, John. I'm like, <laughs> and you know what? Again, even hi, John. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, hi, thank I appreciate that. Thank you, everyone that did that. Because then I was like, okay, good. Cool. Um, but, but I mean, it's amazing when I look back on my childhood and and. And to see, um, again, the youngest of five, nothing against my parents. My parents are very amazing people, and I love them both dearly. Um, but that was just something when the fifth child comes along, it's kind of like you're an afterthought. Um, and, and unfortunately, you know, I mean, I joke with that. I use that same joke with my parents, and I tell them, I, I was loved. I know I was. Don't, like, go into counseling because I'm <laughs> saying, like, um, I was very I, – I had many other advantages. I had, I had a lot of um, – older, you know, friends of my brothers and sisters that, you know, I, I, I had so many other advantages growing up and that were just a ton of fun. But for me, again, the physical touch was something that stands out. And when we were going through this, I told Jamie this story. I remember, and, and I know this is a tearjerker and it's like counseling session for me, but I remember, um, there was this entire old Western, you know, like it was kind of like little house in the prairie, but a newer, um, what is it? When, and calls, the, calls the heart. It's kind of like that, but years ago, there was like a version of that. And, and it was like this entire, you know, uh, v, VHS tape. And we'd get a different series, you know, a difference. And there's like 28 of them. And I still remember, this is how bad it is. I still remember watching this and, you know, these two orphan kids. And they're riding in a stagecoach. And this 
guy and girl decided to adopt them and, you know, love on these two kids. And, and they picked them up on the stagecoach. And the mom put her son on his, like, his head on her lap and just rubbed his head. And I remember being, like, 10 years old going, I wish my mom would do that. And, like, I w- like, like, it was such a... I'm laughing and I'm getting choked up even. But I was like, it was such a dumb thing, right? Like, like I'm like, what? I wish I was an orphan in the Old West. Like, what? what? No. But, but, but here's the, but it was that when you're, when you're so badly on E and you're so badly want that, you know, and that was the time. And, and now that I look back on it, I can use my brain, my counseling brain and go, okay, this is what I was going through. That was a hard year of school. And I was really, you know, I wasn't talking to my parents about all the struggles. It was a year I got bullied. You know, there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm like, okay. So my tank was very, very empty. Um, during that time period when I, when I so badly wanted that physical touch, when I was striving for it and trying to find it in any way. And as we talk, um, the rest of this week, as we talk screens and technology, we're going to tie in love languages that when we talk about relationships and, and sex and different stuff like that and, and pornography and different stuff that we get caught up into, we're going to tie in love languages with some of that on how to walk through that with your youth and your kids and to understand um, because some of these feed into some of those issues later that we, when, when your love language is not met, you start to reach out to other things. You reach out to screens. You fill reach out tank, to, right? you try to fill that tank in a different way. Um, and so we're going to talk about that as that goes. And again, partly because my childhood, you know, was, I was very blessed, like I said, but my childhood had a lot of those, just like I think anybody in this room would say, you know, you had different aspects that in different seasons of that. Um, yeah. So just, just kind of quickly, and even as you talked about that, um, you know, gifts and sometimes acts of service go hand in hand. I just, um, one of the big, just aha moments, right? That's what I feel like with this, with love languages, you read it and you already knew this, but hearing someone else say, it just is like, oh, this is why I do this? Oh, okay. Um, so my, uh, my mom, um, she passed me in 2013, but um, growing up, she had, um, it was similar to MS, but it's called dystonia. And for most of my life, she did not walk. Um, really, from when I was in high school um, on, she was really... She had a wheelchair, and she could kind of get around the house a little bit, but she was really confined to her chair. She had a recliner, and my dad worked, but he ended up retiring early to take care of her, and she stayed home until um, she passed away. My dad took on soul care. Um, I took, I quit my job and took care of her, and um, so seeing, again, didn't know at the time what love languages were, um, but... I, we overheard, actually it was when we were doing our premarital, we were reading the book, and then I went home and I was like, oh, this is what's happening. Um, we, so again, my mom is confined to this chair, and um, her and my dad were having this conversation, and we were talking about love languages, and, and um, my dad's like, yeah, well, you know, I, he said, I hate cleaning the house. But knowing that you are sitting there and you're looking at the house all day long, he said, of course I'm going to clean it for you and I'm going to get the spots that you can see. And he's like, you know, and he didn't think anything of it. That's just what he did to show her love. And um, my mom was like, 
you know, my dad's like, but that's just what we do. We, we, you know, we clean this. It was just second nature to him. And my mom was saying, you don't understand how much I love that. I love <coughs> that I can sit here and not see cobwebs. And so hearing that interaction from two people I've known my whole life, um, you know, but have seen that, that interaction of like, he's doing this acts of service. And to him, it was nothing. You know, we're talking about giving and receiving in different ways. To him, it was, I'm just doing what needs to be done. And you know, for her, that was that was huge. That and you know, my dad, I think, also is where I get some of the the gifts, the quirkiness. Again, I mentioned Groundhog's Day, um, but he just he is he is the one that he will be out somewhere and he sees flowers along the road and he'll pick them up and bring them to you, and they might have all the roots attached to them completely. Um, but then he just says, "Well, now you can plant them." And okay, thanks, Dad. Um, but he is very, you know, and. Um, so, but seeing that and hearing that that meant so much to my mom, then he would go above and beyond and make that area where she sat, it was the best room in the whole house. I mean, you know, cleanliness, there were, you know, um, everything was in its place just as she would want it. And so just, just seeing that, um, I know that's where I pick up some of my, um, my acts of service because I, I have seen how someone responds to that when it's delivered, you know, just like he's talking about serving food. And, and maybe some of you, you know, we talk about um, different spiritual gifts and, and being a servant in that way. Um, I've seen how that looks on the other side, and I like that. I like doing something for someone in that way. So um, me baking for someone is a form of gifts and acts of service. Whether they wanted it or not, I'm baking it for them. But that's always my first, you know, and I think about that too, you know, when I hear someone's in the hospital or when I hear someone's had a new baby, I immediately, John is like, oh, let's go hold the baby. I'm like, I'll make a casserole. Like, I will do, like, I will fill their freezer, you know, but that's just, that's a way that I um, can, can do that. And so digging deeper into this, it's just really helped us and I think a good balance for um, our family, like, okay, I know you're really good at this. And it doesn't mean, like, I get to check out. I don't have to do it. But just realizing, okay, this is who I am. This is how I'm going to give this love. Um, it's just really helped us develop. And we can then now see our kids, you know, even, even as we were talking about taking them on mission trip and that kind of thing. Um, just yesterday, um, Jackson's teacher um, pulled me aside, and she's like, I, like, thank you, he really befriended someone that needed a friend. And so I pulled him aside later and I said, that's what, you know, that's what we're here to do. We're here to be Jesus. And I'm so proud that you sought that. But that's his acts of service. You know, even when he comes into somewhere, he's always like, what can I do to help? And so you start to see these things just become natural. Um, so it's just, it's good. And when you know what you're doing, I mean, we're all already doing these things, but when you can name it and understand, um, that's a great way to be able to fill their tanks up. So. And, that, and that's the big key, right, is, is realizing as much as our kids and youth and everybody frustrate us a <laughs> lot, but when you can start seeing those yeah. positives and fill their tank that way, yeah. then you start to see kind of that, if I can dare say, the behavior change, The and you can understand and you can give more grace when they're struggling with different things. Um, so one of the things we did in preparation of this is we had we had a bunch of our youth and um, Altersgate youth even yeah, youth. <laughs> joined in and and we got a bunch of other um, we sent it any I had sent it to a couple of youth pastor friends of mine and just had the youth fill out a questionnaire 
um, just about love languages and stuff. So I took a couple takeaways, and we'll share a few more um, as we go with this. But they were ages, all the kids were ages uh, 12 through 20. Roughly 80% of the kids said they knew what their love language was, which well, I can thought... I, can I interject something yeah. you didn't put in here? 100% of these kids um, said that they were Christian. Not that that matters, but I think it's interesting as we look. Um, so these are... Um, these are our kids. These are um, people that are in the church, hopefully. Um, yeah. but the kids that were, quote-unquote, targeting this week. Yeah. Your kids, your youth. Um, it was harder. We wanted to try to get some younger ones. It's harder to have them fill out a survey. And I think it would have probably skewed all of the results. Um, um, but roughly 80% of them knew their love language. Um, I thought it was interesting. 37.5% say words of affirmation was their love language. Um, 70% of parents use that the most. That said, that they said their parents use words of affirmation. Um, so again, 37.5% say physical touch. And they said only 20% of their parents use physical touch. And I thought that was kind of an interesting one because, right, like, I, I, as a youth pastor and as somebody that works with kids, like, it's easy for us to give a hug to your kiddo. Like, it's easier, you know, like I said, to see that. But so much as parents, and I, and I saw this with our son Ritz when he was with us, and I see this, like, in, with my nieces, with my nephews, with all that, like, we have this feeling as parents, like, they don't want us to touch them. They don't want us to, you know, it's, it's kind of like, oh, you know, give your mom a hug. You know, and even I saw, she's, I ask for forgiveness with this one. Even my niece stopped by for the day. And... And as her, my brother dropped her off, and I looked and I said, did you say anything to your dad? And she's like, what? Well, he just drove all the way to camp so you could hang out with us for a day and a half. And she's like, what am I supposed to say? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I love you and thanks for driving me over here. And she's like, oh, well, he knows. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. And so she like, I made her yell as my brother's driving away. I'm like, I don't care if he hears it or not. You're going to do it. Um, and, and she, of course, goes, that's my uncle. He's going to do dumb stuff. Um, but but, but that's, that I thought was really interesting. So, you know, as the five love languages, I'm not a math genius here. But, you know, obviously more kids say physical touch is not, you know, but yet parents use that. Um, this is the one that I thought was interesting. Zero kids out of all that took this said that gifts was the way that they felt most loved. Not that they, I mean, it was one of them but that gifts was the way that they felt most loved. Um, but when you looked at the chart of the other way, that that was um, one of the things that I think parents, we overuse and, are, and we do it wrong because we use gifts as a reward. The typical, I'm not, I'm, like Jamie used a good example, gifts is much more than just going to the store, right? Gifts can be doing something for them, picking something up, picking a flower for them and saying, I thought of you. Or, you know, all this stuff. But zero kids said that that was, um, that that's how they felt most loved. Um, but I think that's part of, part of the reason why, and this is me just spitballing, so I have no proof of this, but was because we do that, right? Christmas, it's like I shared yesterday, it's Christmas. Look at all the stuff I bought for you. Or all of this, like, we overuse gifts, and I find myself doing that. Like, and I'm not judging any parent because I I did it myself, but I I noticed it after I did it, and then I noticed some other parents going, 
I heard him on the playground going, if you behave, I'm going to buy you something at the store later. You know, and it was like, if you do this, I'm going to get you a gift. I'm going to get you a gift. <laughs> Breakfast is uh, but but that's that's how we do that, right? We we sit there and we and we we in my opinion we overuse gifts. We try to we try to manipulate and and but part of that is because as difficult as it really is to sh- to give gifts, it's easy to give shallow gifts. It's easy to you know feel guilty about something and just go oh. You know, I picked up this, da-da-da-da-da. Well, that was at the checkout counter at, you know, Target. That was not a, you didn't go to Target for me, you know. So understanding that. And then the last one that really stuck out was about 40% of them said that their parents, um, or that they show their parents love by trying to do quality time. And the word was trying to do quality time in there. And the, um, I had my intern come up with all this as a college. But I thought it was kind of interesting that, Again, that kids are trying to show you that they love you by quality time. And we don't always, and, and again, our definition of quality time is very, very different than, you know, as I see that with a lot of youth, they're, they're like, John, I, I know my dad was struggling, so I stayed home. I'm like, okay, what did you guys do together? Well, he was out in the garage, and I was playing video games. <laughs> okay, you're missing the quality part of time. Yes, you were there. You tried. We, we, there was time involved. I, but, I, but I stayed home because my dad, I mean, and I've had youth tell me this. I mean, we've had, um, we've, we've, we have that all the time. We, like Jamie said, it's, I'm, I'm honored that these kids pop in our house at all hours and just like sit on our couch and there's one spot they all fight for. And they'll come over and just sit and talk to us about this. And they'll talk about like, oh, I tried this. And, I'm, and Jamie, I, there's so many times that Jamie and I will look at each other and be like, they did it, but they missed it just by this much. Um, so once you start recognizing that and understand, and this is one of the things when parents come to me, and that um, I'm trying to be careful by not saying names, um, when that youth came to me and said that, and you know, and I because I stopped by the house because he's like, my dad's, you know, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to, and I and I stopped by and I saw him, and he's like, well, I'm playing video games, and I was like, I'm just going to change it to Jim. Jim, you, you <laughs> come on, buddy, you you, you got to get this right. And, and kind of shared through this that how much he was missing it. And, and the thing was, he tried really, really hard. And then the parents came to me and said, you know, little Jimmy is just not, he's not connecting. And so I had to show them like, okay, when he stayed home the other day, you know, and, and I had asked for permission to share this um, to his parents. I said, when he stayed home the other day, he was trying to reach out to you guys. He was trying to spend some time with you. And the dad was like, but he played video games. I'm like, I get he played video games. Like, I, I teased him and I gave him a hard time about that. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, he was really trying to. So when you start seeing that, does that make sense what I'm saying? When you start seeing that and see that they're trying to do that. And I would say the same thing for um, our kids. When I see Jackson going, okay, he, you know, he, he knows he messed up really, really bad. And his head, you know, he... he it might have been something just a little wrong in it is that it's really, really bad. He, he'll sit there and he will, you know, okay, dad, or actually he does it more when Isabel gets in trouble, right? Like that's how the parent, when, when one kid gets, he'll come up and be like, what can I do for you guys? Can I, like, he's trying to like, okay, this is my golden opportunity to become the favorite right now. Um, so when you start seeing that, start looking for those love languages too. 
And that was, you know, this is why we did, we talked really heavy about the love languages the first two days so that when we get into these other topics about parenting um, and loving, um, hopefully your eyes can be opened to, okay, this is what my kid needs. This is maybe why they're struggling with this because this isn't getting filled. So that was kind of our, um, our hope. Oh, yeah. So then we also asked the kids, um, is there anything you wish your parents did differently to show you love? And again, they all said they had a, um, a knowledge of love languages. So they wish that their parents did words of affirmation. They wish that quality time was more intentional. Um, Which I think is kind of funny considering one of the ones in there we talked about, right, was the kid that was very unintentional with his quality time. <laughs> we're but, trying, we're but, all trying. But, the, but the deep down, they are really, really trying. Yeah, um, that the parents would recognize more of what I, what I do. Tell me what I'm doing right. Um, someone said nothing comes to mind. <laughs> um, said giving me space, time, and peace. Uh, more quality time. Tell me that they're proud more often. So. Um, and the reason why I put that nothing comes to mind, that was in there, sorry, I forgot to share it. That was in there like, <laughs> every about four or five kids that was in there, nothing or nothing. And I went, okay, these kids filled this out and care enough, but they put nothing. So in my head, I went, they don't know. They're, they're reaching out, right? That's, that's I forgot to yeah. share that. That's why I put that one in there because there was a lot of like, I filled out this entire survey and then what can your parents do to help? Well, nothing. Like, like either that or it's just kind of that, they don't even know themselves what they want. They just know they want something, right? Yeah, I, I it's like kind of it. that feeling when you go to the fridge and you're like, I know I'm hungry, but I have no idea what I want in here. Yeah, go ahead. Could it be that they're afraid to betray their parents hmm. by saying what they really want? Well, and they did, yeah, it could be, but they, they did fill this out with, there was, was no way for us to trace it back to who, what kid. Yeah, they didn't put their names yeah. in yeah. their mind. They, they, it could be that guilt, right? Yeah, I also but, think if, if I was in high school, I don't know, unless my parents had talked about this, I don't know that I would have, I maybe might have felt something like, oh, this feels like it's missing. I don't know that I could have said, oh, I really wish they would tell me that they're proud of, I don't, I don't know that I'm honestly there, like, I mean, oh, I guess I could feel, you know, I don't feel like as a high schooler, so good for them, this tells me that this is being talked about in some families, because I don't know that I even would, would be there. Oh, I, my quality time is more intentional. Yeah. Well, uh, during the busiest time of the year, Christmas. Right. I, I'm a mom of five. I, I get what you're saying about <laughs> being. I was also the youngest of five mm -hmm. too. Yeah. So I understand exactly what it is, you know, to be not. My, my, my mom was busy. Mm -hmm. Um. So during the busiest time of the year, I take each one of my kids Christmas shopping yeah. for their siblings. Yeah. Great. And I get to learn, you know. We talk, mm -hmm. and we, I get to learn how they view their siblings. Mm -hmm. So I get gifts mm -hmm. and quality time in there. Yeah. And it's really interesting because, you know, 364 days of the year, mm -hmm. they're, you know, got boxing mitts on and, you know, ready to take out one of their siblings. <laughs> but, when, but that when that one day I take them out shopping, yeah. you know, uh, my oil and water children, mm -hmm. um, one of them, she's like, I know, I know this one wants an LOL doll. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she went and hunted her one specifically down. Yeah. And it's not about, you know, the items. It's not, you know, it's not the price that ever, they ever worry about. Right, they're thinking. And I, so I think, I mean, even just saying to them, just using some of this vocabulary, I think it's just, it's huge. Um, so, um, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, 
So one of the things that we, when we translate this, and as we already talked about, it's talking about your emotional tanks. Um, so how does it feel, you know, when your emotional tank, when you're feeling loved, how does it feel when your emotional tank is filled? For you, for your kid, what anybody want to share? Like, what does that feel like for you? We're going to go through some of that. But anybody, when, when you know you're loved by your spouse, by your kids, by whatever, or when you were a child, anybody, what, what is it, how does that make you feel? Secure. Secure? Yeah. Yep. Have energy to love others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I feel like I can accomplish a lot more because when you're at the other end of the spectrum, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. don't want to do anything. You get that feeling that someone knows you, right? Mm-hmm. Like someone someone took the time to know what makes me tick, you know? And, and ultimately, God knows us, right? We have that feeling, but... Sometimes we're human and we need that here on earth. We need to know that someone took the time to know, um, to know me and, and, take, and they took that extra step to fill my tank. That's... I think it makes you feel more encouraged, mm. upbeat, mm-hmm. positive, and then accepted. Yeah. And, that's, and, and all of those words that you guys use as we're talking about our kids... Mm. That's what we'd want for them to feel, right? Like, there's nobody in here that's like, okay, well, I better not give love language, you know, <laughs> because they're going to be accepted. And that's not what I, you know. But, that, but that's the way that we, we, we as parents want that, right? We want them to have that confidence. We want them to feel like, hey, they can conquer anything. So that they can then fill other people's tank. They can, you know, show other people, their friends, their teachers, other people that they're around, us as parents. We want our kids to be able to fill our tank too. Um, and, and so as we talked about, love languages is how we receive, but also how we, we give. So can somebody willing to share a time that they, be, be cocky if you need to, a time <laughs> that you filled somebody else's emotional tank, um, and how did that feel? you saying that you know we um as adults we should be able to say what we need right like i need you to you know whatever we can't expect you know i think of your kid well we can't expect him to say daddy i really want to use this as quality time with you (laughs) i don't want to watch a movie i want you know i want some bonding dad (laughs) do you guys think we're unrealistic in thinking our our older kids and our youth i mean we, we saw the stats, but 
how often would, do you think, think of the people, the kids in your life, how often would they come up and say, I really need, you know, that would be easy, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be so easy if they could just come up and say, I'm really lacking, I really need physical touch right now. I mean, that would be, right? With teens and Pretty darn good kid, but even with that, the teens have the eye roll. Yeah, they have the. You, it's almost like a, totally a puzzle. Love <laughs> yeah, they're so disgusted with you because you're the adult and they're yeah. the teenager, and I know it all. And, and they're just their attitude. You can't, you can't almost can't. They have those love languages, yeah. but they don't want them. Right. <laughs> daughter, or they're saying, daughter, figure out what I need. My like, daughter, <laughs> weird mix of everything that she has, she has extremes. And so like she can't stand it if I come up and hug her and stuff. Yeah. But she can't stand to not yeah. sit on her lap yeah. and stall the wheelchair. I mean, she, you know, so you never know which side of my daughter is going to be there. Right. And it's not, you know, she's an emotional being. Mm. Females, so she's all over the board. And, yeah. And so it's really hard. Um, to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to, <laughs> Sorry, every every guy just went like this. Like, I'm, I'm not making a comment on that one. <laughs> And, and to me, what I think, you know, where, where I'm picking, you know, we, we wish that they could just say what they need. Unfortunately, that's not going to always happen unless we really have great conversations and they can come full circle in understanding. But well, can, of, I, can I, no, oh. I, would, I would say even as adults, yeah. we don't say what we need. Yeah. The key is looking for the clues. That's why we're doing that this week <laughs> is looking for the clues of going Okay, my kid, once you, once you know their love language, whether it be your spouse, your kid, a, a kid in church that you're really trying to get to know, once you know their love language, then you start looking for the clues of going, you know what, their tank is obviously empty. This kid normally loves to talk and he normally, you know, he, whatever is going on and he wasn't that way today. And yes, it's part of my job, but I, I will probably send out three to five text messages every Sunday just checking in on different kids because they might not, they weren't themselves. They were, something was off from them. Something, you know, they didn't come and give Jamie a hug. They didn't come and, you know, make a joke. They didn't, you know, and, and we, you start to look for those clues and even in our own kids. Again, we're far from perfect, but even within our own kids, we look and you start to see those clues ahead of time. And the better you get that, you go, Okay, t- and that's, that's why, that's our term that we use. Our, their tank is going, you know, it's kind of right, like you're driving down the road and you're at, oh, I'm a half a tank, I <laughs> need to get to so-and-so, I'm, I should be good. Or, okay, that ding came on 50 miles ago and I know I can go 62 miles on an E, so <laughs> I need to get this as soon as, you know. That's the, that's the key you're looking for. Is when you can start with each of your kids... And every kid, every kid that you interact with, every kid that is in your family is going to be different. Yeah. Every, you know, the, the reason why we shared part of our own stories was Jamie um, came from, obviously, a different house um, than I came from. One kid, five kids. Came from two very different situations. We had Ritz, who is 22 years old and grew up in an orphanage. Very different situation than what Jackson and Isabel understand. 
understanding his love languages looks completely different. Some of you that have foster kids or have adopted kids will know it's completely a different ballgame. And trying to figure out his love language of one of the things with him was he grew up in an orphanage where he, a, a, new, a mission team would come in, and I, I hate to say this, but it's the world of ministry. A mission team comes in and downstairs walks the guy that runs the orphanage and goes, Ritz, you know what? If we're going to make any money, you need to get up there and start talking to those people. Because he has a really good smile. You know, so, and it's like, and get up there. You know, and so he, it took many years for him to finally say, all I ever was was a moneymaker for them. And so dealing with that entire thing of, you know, as... as and, and, and let me interject. So physical touch for him, you know, everybody's coming and wanting to hug this little boy and he's so cute. And he is. He's our cute boy now, but, uh, you know, you think about, you come into... He's a man, but yeah. Okay. okay. Well, but, you know, that's, they, they all come in and, and they think they're doing good for him by hugging him. And, and so what does he struggle with now as a 22-year-old guy? Physical touch. Like, this is how these people came. And, and when we, you know, John has known Rhett since he was two, and um, years later I met him and, you know... But you know what? His hug to us is so different than when he's taking these hugs, if that makes sense. But, but physical touch for him, I mean, it is still an issue even talking with him because he received it in one way and thought that that's how life was. But that's not, you know, so it's just, it's, it's so deep and it's so tricky. Um, yeah. So as we figure out more and more of that, um, so we're going to go through a couple things and then we're going to... So emotions that we have when our tank is empty, these are things to look out for, right? Here are emotions that, that jump out. When our tank is empty, we have anger, uh, disengagement. You'll see that that's one of the reasons I look for in youth. Like they, if, if um, one of our youth two weeks ago was just not having it and our set, it was service, you know, we have a balcony and... In the summer, it's pretty dead, and nobody ever sits up there second service. And I turn around during a song, and I see him sitting up in the balcony all by himself. So I texted him and said, I need your help. Get down here. You know, and so he comes down, and he's like, what do you need? I said, to sit with us. You know, because I knew his tank was empty. He, disengagement. Um, acting out. Criticism. Uh, defensiveness. Passive-aggressive behavior. Resentment. So those are all things that, when you look for, are going to look different in each and every one of the kids, Right? But even when I look at our littles compared to our youth, those still same things, it looks completely different. But obviously, in a six and eight year old, we're going to get a whole lot more acting out is going to look <laughs> like we know as acting out, right? Because like, you can't say, I'm empty. I need you to do this for me. My six year old, mm -hmm. who's our youngest, mm -hmm. uh, I'm listening and I'm hearing and I'm realizing, look him up. His, he, I'm, his empty tank is, uh, response is, I can't go to sleep. I need to be cold. He's physical touch. Yeah. He wants me to snuggle him. I was like, he'll, he'll sit on my lap, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he'll hop down, yeah. and off to bed he goes. Yeah. And it's like, he mm -hmm. just doesn't want to go to bed without, you know, just knowing I'm there. And they just can't name that. You know, it would be much easier again if he came up and said, Mom, I'm really empty. Can I, I really need you to fill. They can't do that. So we see, this is where we see. Um, 
So when our tank is full, so we talked a little bit about that. When, our, when we feel loved and we feel secure, we treat others well, right? We like who we are. That's a hard one. Um, words of affirmation should be a good thing for me because my mom, that was her way of communicating. I always had a note in my lunch. I always had a note in my backpack. I mean, if I went somewhere for one night, there were probably three cards hidden in my suitcase. I mean, so that should... But guess what? This is where the, um, the aha moment. Um, I saved all those notes because that was a gift to me. And so now that my mom is not here anymore, I have a box of her notes. And I will just pull them out from time to time. Um, so I should be good on words, but, you know, um, anyways. So when your tank is full, you're flexible. You, can, you feel like you can, um, again, love, love other people in different ways. You're in touch with your emotions and you feel like you have meaning in life. Um, yeah. So now what, so knowing how we should love and how those around us uh, receive love helps us to lay the foundation of developing and maintaining relationships, healthy relationships, like we talked about, right? Um, once our emotional tanks are filled, we can help others. Kind of sounds like, well, the greatest example that I can think of, Jesus Christ, right? So obviously, God is love. Jesus Christ showed perfect love. Um, so, in there, Jesus was perfect. And I did not approve this slide. <laughs> somebody, somebody fell asleep as I was doing the final edit. So, we'll just go ahead. And, uh, but he was perfect in giving love, and he was also uh, perfect in the way that he gave love. Right? In everything. The thing that I think is interesting that I want to jump into before we have you guys do an exercise is Luke 18.41, right? It's, you guys know the story of the blind man, right? So here Jesus was perfect at showing love. In every, in every example that we can dive into with Jesus, he was perfect at showing love, and he was perfect at the way that he gave love. He gave love differently to different people um, in the way that they needed it. Well, But even with the, the fact that he was perfect in giving love... To the blind man, he asked a simple question, right? What do you want me to do for you? I think that that's the key of showing, again, the perfect love of Jesus Christ, is to say, even if we know, Jamie, this is, this is the way that my wife, you know, I feel like any, I hope better than anybody in this room, I know my wife. And this is the way that she wants love shown to her. But there's times that I have to say, what is it that you want me to do for you? Can I do this for you? That is going to be the key, in my opinion, for the kids. And that's why I shared that with my own kids and with youth especially. Um, is to say, what can I do for you? What would help you know that I love you? And oftentimes, when you have that heart to heart, it's going to be something big. I remember in eighth grade, I, um, a lot of you that have youth that, that have heard me speak over there, I've heard my entire life was... A positive followed by a negative year. It was like the, I went from, without being cocky, one of the most popular kids in school to the very next year being one of the most made fun of kids in school to being very popular to being, I mean, it was like a roller coaster of emotion. And one of my really bad years was eighth grade. It was just, it's all adults. It's um, my, imagine as an eighth grader, your sister leaves a tampon in your gym bag. And it falls out in gym class. 
Yeah, it was, I still have not forgiven that sister. Um, so, I mean, it was just, everything just fell apart. It was not, it was not a good year, everything. And my mom just could tell. It was like, I, it was basketball season. I had no desire to play basketball. I was, if you know anything about Beaverton, you're bred to play basketball your entire life. And, and here I am going, I don't want to go to practice. I don't want to go to games. I don't want to... And, you know, wherever kid wants to ride the bus home to be with her friends, I'd be like, can you just drive me home? So finally my mom, and I remember her, we were in Ross Common right by the lockers, and she said, what is it that I can do for you that will let you know how much I love you? And I said, can we go get food? And she just went and took me to Wendy's and had, you know, this one-on-one moment. I, I get emotional about everything. Um, love you, um, so, so, but that's the thing, is finding what can I do for you, following Jesus' example. So, we're going to play a game that I just made up last night called Gospel Roulette. So you're going to get... I did not approve this. <laughs> you stay awake, you um, So you're going to get in groups of three or four, and your challenge... Just a group. Just a group, just I don't care. Um, three or four. Sorry, the teacher coming in. Okay. The youth pastor, if you don't say three or four, they're going to be in a group. Okay. Little Billy over there is going to be by himself, so you got to say that. Um, so you're going to, your challenge, <laughs> you're going to dive into, Matthew is probably the easiest to do, but someplace with Jesus, and literally your challenge is to drop your finger on a story and read through that little story, and the reason I like Matthew is because there's a title, so it tells you every story, and to go pick out, if you can, love languages that Jesus showed in that story. Okay? So, and I've, I went through about six of them last night, and there was, the best I could do was come up with four love languages in one story. Does that make sense what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just about five minutes, um, and then we'll kind of give a chance to share.
is I want you to continue the fun of gospel for a Things I can't do. So, I, I I really it's it's the pure joy to watch you guys even playing gospel roulette, and you know it's, um, it's trademark pending. No. <laughs> okay. Anybody? Do you want? Why don't you just? Why don't you just go? Did you? Did everybody? Was everybody able to find and kind of dig into it and like again? Now that we're talking about this, our eyes are open. Or except the back. Except the back. Your homework is to go home and play this, and practice, and then come back. And and some of it is looking for, and and again, my eyes being open as I as last night, um, as I was going through this after I did a couple of them, I went, okay, I'm going to cheat, and I pulled up Google and said, when you know. When is physical touch talked about? <laughs> and, you know, like tried to do this, and but then there was an article about, and I was sharing with them that was like all the times that Jesus said, and I didn't even realize in you know stories that I've known where it says, and he touched her, and da da da, like or he touched her and said, and we always we always go to what he said, right? Because that's red letters, like we always go to that, but we skip over that little line right before or the line after and said you know he said all of this and he touched them and it was like oh okay now so you start to realize that again Jesus being our perfect example used all five love languages did anybody find four four nice what story you got all five oh oh okay we gotta see (laughs) what story and can you share quickly Okay. Yeah, we cheated. We left Matthew. We gave up. Okay. That was we did. That's fine. That's good. Okay. So we had five couple fours. Couple fours. Anybody not even find one? Okay, we at least found one. Okay. We did Matthew thirteen. It was about the seed, the farmer throwing seeds out on the plant too. It was just dust, words of affirmation. Yeah. Okay. These plants were getting that, and they were dying off, and then the one plant that did yeah. survived and grew. Yeah. But that was a good thing in any of them. Well, and just came to this last night was how many times Jesus shared those stories when you read it, and then he went back with his disciples and had like a deeper session about it and went, okay, quality time, you know, going, okay, the disciples were there for it. And now he went back to wherever and said, let me tell you more about what I meant and answered their questions. So, um, so when you look for those kind of things of, you know, after a kid's basketball game going, you know, going down to that. So, because I don't want to run over every day. Um, so our one, our one thing that we're going to end with, um, figuring out your, See what Jamie did there, family. So your family's love language isn't going to make relationships perfect, but it's a tool to help move in the right direction. Understand that. It's not, figuring this out, is not, it's, I, and I keep saying this, it's not like you're going to go away this week and be like, okay, we did love languages, our family's going to be great, or my relation. but it's understanding that it's a tool to help. It's a tool to help you understand somebody better. It's a tool in our marriage to go, Okay, this is, I'm, I'm, I now can see these ways that 
you know, Jamie's empty and I need to invest in our marriage. And it's something we were just talking about. You need to go back to it. I mean, just because we've done it once doesn't mean like, we graduated, yay. You have to continually go back to it. Yeah. Did you have something? I think that in uh, the um, sowing of the seed, what it says to us mm-hmm. is don't be afraid to just sow your seed. Yeah. Some will bear fruit, some won't, some will just be terrible, but you got to step out yeah. and give that a try. Yeah. And you'll learn from trying. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And that's, and that's kind of like our love, you know, is we have to, we have to continue to try. And some, you know, if I do acts of service at the end of that time, you know, there are some people that are, it's going to mean a lot to, and there's going to be some that are going to take advantage of it, right? Doing missions. I've learned that a lot doing missions around the world. You do certain stuff and some people take advantage of it, but I don't do it for the people that take advantage of it. I do it for the people that they're Well, and that's how God stick. created. He created all of us to show love in a specific way for a purpose. And it might just be pouring into our kids. It might be pouring into someone else. It might be something we have no idea what the outcome is going to be, but we're all created differently um, and for a purpose. And so, yeah. Just say talking about this, the goal sounds great. And like the focus is awesome, and you want like the end result. Right. But I also wanted to share too, like how how going through that process can also be uncomfortable. Yeah. And Absolutely. like super scary oh, yeah. sometimes. Because mm-hmm. like even my husband and I, we had a conversation the other day, and it was going south. And it was like, okay. I said stop for yeah. just a second, and it was awkward and uncomfortable, you right. know. But I said. We're not jiving. What do you need? Yeah. What do you need? Yeah. There's something I'm missing. And so just that pause in conversation is like hard as that is to take a pause. Right. It's so necessary because it then is. it's spreading itself in a direction and then you make progress and, yeah. and then feel for anybody who's spouse or kid. Yeah. Or kids. I'm thinking the eye rolling. Yeah. Okay. What do you need? What do you need right now? Obviously, we're not. Obviously, by the eye roll, you're not happy yeah. with us. But that's, but that's being honest and going, okay, this is not working. And pausing. Okay. Perfect. So I'm going to, just for time, um, real quickly, does it, we, we put yesterday's slides. I just want to know, does that help? Do you want copies of these slides too tomorrow? Okay. I will do that again. Um, I'm going to close this in prayer. There are extra copies of the Love Language Quiz if you want. We made more of those. Um, tomorrow we're talking about technology, technology and, screens. And, and screens and being healthy with that. Um, and then... Thursdays, relationships. Yeah. Um, and then Friday, we're going to do kind of more of a question and answer stuff. So if you have questions, be feel free to text those to us. We'll also have a chance where you can write those down, um, and we will do our best to get through that. And Let me you, close us. And, hold on. If you have something specific about technology, you know, I'm wondering about this or something very specific, please feel free to reach out to us today so that we can either pull what we know or do some research on how we can bring that in. Because we really want this to be beneficial. So if you've got something in your mind and you're like, eh, I don't know how to deal with this, like send it our way. And again, we're not experts, but I think talking about it is, is meaningful. So Let's go in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the wonderful conversation. Mm-hmm. I pray that you will continue to be with us. Um, obviously, by coming to this class, uh, our heart is to reach others, to reach kids, to reach youth, to, to reach our spouse, to just grow so much in you um, and grow in that relationship. We pray that you will be with that, guide those really difficult times where we just have to stop and say, what is it that you need? And uh, 
let our hearts rejoice at those times that we break through, that we, we have that moment where we go, okay, I reached my kid today. I, I reached my husband. I reached my wife. Um, and let us rejoice in those times too. Be with us today as we continue to grow and learn and more about you. It's in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I have an interesting story about a couple of my kids.